Welcome to Just for Keeps, the podcast all about goalkeepers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just for Keeps, the podcast all about goalkeepers. I'm your host, Carter Hockman. Joining me this week is former UMass Lowell Field Hockey goalkeeper, Kelsey Federico. Thanks for coming on, Kelsey. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm just going to start us off with the first question I always ask everyone on here, which is, when did you know that you wanted to become a goalkeeper and, and, and what made you want to play the position? Yeah, so, I mean, I think, you know, when you're when you're growing up, the majority of people are going off and playing soccer, or they're going off and playing softball or lacrosse or whatever it is. So field hockey is definitely a little bit of a smaller sport, at least over here in, in the U.S. Um, so I started in middle school. And to be quite honest, and I know I've listened to a couple other episodes and what people have said, um, and again, it's that stereotypical way that most goalies start is I wasn't fit enough to be a field player. Uh, so my parents were basically like, hey, coach, please just 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 put her in. Just let her try the pads on. You know, she's, you know, got some athleticism. Um, but that's essentially how it started for me. I was, as you can imagine, a very awkward, chubby little middle schooler. Um, and I'd come from a very athletic family. My, all my siblings played sports. My dad was super athletic. My cousin played, uh, division one basketball at St. Joe's in Delaware. Um, so it should be in my blood, but the, the fit aspect of it was definitely not there yet when I was in sixth grade. Um, so that's essentially how it, it started. Um, and it really just stuck. It was, it was fun. I had been in the position of, you know, playing attack and, playing sports like basketball, but nothing compared to the feeling of making a save. And even today when I'm not, I'm not actively involved with the sport in terms of playing it as much. Um, that's the one thing that I miss so much is just that feeling of making a save. There's nothing like it. So that's essentially how it started for me. So it's, it's definitely looking back. It's funny seeing, you know, where it brought me. I, I would have never thought that um, I would be where I am now considering how it began. It is so funny because, you know, people ask, like, you know, why would you want to jump in front of that? And, and it's like, well, I mean, it's so satisfying when it hits you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. The best. Uh, but you're originally from from Wyndham, New Hampshire. Um, knowing extremely little about the game myself, what drew you to field hockey specifically? Is is there a big field hockey presence in that area? Because, you know, like, as you said, as American sports go, it's not typically the first sport people turn to. Yeah. I, so my sister actually played and she was like my personal trainer, mentor, whatever you want to call it growing up. So I will never forget the summers leading up to field hockey season, especially when I first got into the sport. She would take me on like runs throughout our hilly neighborhood and I would be like dying, just absolutely dying on these runs. And I was like, I never said I wanted to play field hockey. You're making me do this. And she was like, I know what's best for you. I'm your older sister. So she was really the one, you know, when I look back and I think about my entire field hockey career, um, it being like 12, 13 years long, I really, I really should be thanking her because she's, she's really the one that, that drew me into the game for sure. Yeah. My, my sister's an ultra marathoner and, and was a distance runner her entire life and still is, even though she's a mom of almost two now. Right. Um, and I'm thank, I thank my lucky stars every day. She never forced me to go on a run with her, but um, you know, and you, you already kind of touched on it cause it's, you know, goalkeeper, it's not everyone's first choice, this, right. the position. And, and for, for a lot of kids, it's, it's whoever just gets thrown into the game that day mm -hmm. and, you know, they're rotating and whoever, you know, it's usually whoever draws the short straw that day. Right. But 
for you know for you was there a moment where you thought to yourself you know what you know I kind of like this and I I know I want to keep doing this yeah no I think that it was definitely when I transitioned from from middle school to high school in middle school I started playing as a sixth grader which as a sixth grader uh you know being a starting goalie that's like that was the highlight of my life at that time um so I was able to have like a little bit of a because any goalie no matter how old you are you are always going to have a leadership role on that team, given the position that you're in. So for me, I was able to get into a leadership role as a goalie early on um, in my middle school career. And then when I transitioned into high school, um, that's really when things started to kick off. And I started to take it a little bit more seriously and think, you know what, like I may want to, you know, play in college one day. That's kind of like the dream right now. Uh, My middle school coach, uh, her daughter played at Boston College, so I'll never forget, like, going to see my first ever uh, collegiate game and sitting there and, and watching them play on this beautiful AstroTurf and this beautiful stadium. And I just thought, oh, my God, I, I need this to be me. It didn't end up being uh, Boston College, but um, it definitely the, the, the dream definitely, um, you know, came about, which is good. But for me, where it really started to get serious was was then then and there, but also transitioning and playing for a club program, which is what I tell my athletes now, especially at um, the high school that I work at. You know, when they're interested in playing college, I'm like, you got to play for a club program. You absolutely have to join a club program, one, to, you know, improve your skill, but also to you know, they're going to help you with the recruitment process. So I started playing for Northeast Elite Field Hockey as a freshman in high school. Uh, I was actually a walk-on, and I now currently coach for that same club program. So I started playing for them in 2010, and it's 2021 now. So I've been a part of the program for about 11 years um, for them as a player. And then as soon as I transitioned into college, uh, I started coaching with with Chelsea Fioli, the director, um, and some of my fellow alums from the program. But that was really my my first taste of, you know, what it's like to have a goalie coach. Because, you know, if you're playing in high school and you're just playing for your 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 school program, uh, it's kind of hard to, to come by them. We're, we're far and few in between. So to actually have that time to, you know, have someone look at my individual play and to help me with my skill and to build, you know, those fundamentals that every goalie needs, that was really where I started to, to develop myself as a goalkeeper. It is funny how few and far between goalkeeper coaches are. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're hard to find. And, and I'm sure you've, you, you know by listening, but I didn't, I didn't have goalkeeper specific training until I was 15. Yeah. And it was so, it was so, I remember it being so awkward because we first sat down and, and just this big circle of goalkeepers and the coaches going around like, all right, like, who's your favorite goalkeeper? And I didn't even really follow the sport at the time. Right. I just happened to be wearing um, a Netherlands uh, goalkeeper jersey. And I just pointed to my, my jersey. And I was like, this guy. And he right. didn't even have a name on the back. <laughs> um, and everyone's looking at me like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. But <laughs> what... What was it like for you when you first got to high school and the you know the pace of the game picks up and, and the shots just start getting harder? Yeah, no, it was uh, honestly like if I had gone through high school, that probably would have been just through high school without playing club. It probably would have been a, a huge shock. But um, when I started playing for Northeast Elite Field Hockey, you know, I was in my age group. I was about 14 years old. So I think I had just missed the cutoff for U14. So I was U16. Uh, but I actually did have the opportunity uh, you know, with everything going on and I was performing well, I actually got to play up with um, some U19 teams, which was definitely uh, difficult. 
but at the same time, it just helped me develop and pro- progress so much faster in the position. So, um, yeah, that transition was definitely different, but I, I attribute, you know, my success through it, you know, to club, to my individual goalkeeping, um, training. So yeah, no, the, the, the faster shots, the harder shots are going to make you better. So those are the fun ones. Nobody wants like the boring shots. Everybody wants the fun shots. Yeah. It's, it's such a, it's such a unique position in that way because you're only, your training is only as good as the shots that are coming at you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you get, you know, that's where one coaching becomes so vital because you need to be providing good service. Right. And if you're playing on or against bad teams, you're, you, you know, you might pitch, you know, 10, 11, 12 shutouts, but you're right. not developing. Right. Exactly. That's kind of how it went for my high school experience at Wyndham high school. Uh, we fortunately had a pretty decent feeder program. So we had kids that have been playing since they were, you know, um, third, fourth, fifth grade. My middle school coach actually worked at our elementary school so the reason why we had so much popularity in Wyndham is because she would scout out the athletes at a really young age and would be like, no, don't go play soccer. Come over here. Come play field hockey for me. So she she did her scouting early on. So that really helped us sort of down the line, um, you know, with our high school program, especially since we were a brand new high school, um, just a couple of years into me being there. When I was a freshman, we only had freshmen, sophomores and juniors. We didn't have a senior class. So it was a brand new school, but luckily we had some experience uh, within our, our field hockey program and our field hockey players. So my, m- most of my high school games, I'm not going to lie, were pretty boring, uh, which is a good thing because it meant that we were winning. But at the same time, I did, I did look forward to those games where I could see a good, a good bit of action. Another question I'm always curious about with people I have on is, is what was your, re- your college recruiting process like? Were you heavily recruited? And you know, what, basically what led you to Lowell? Yeah. God, I absolutely love law. I love getting the chance to talk about it because it's just such a special place to me. And oh, me too. I, I know it is for you. So it's, I, I just have so much fun talking about it. Um, so my recruiting process began about when I was a sophomore in, in high school, when I realized that I wanted to continue on. Um, for my parents, it was actually pretty difficult because they had just sent off you know, they'd sent off my three older siblings to school and none of them played sports in college. So they were a little shocked by the the pace of um, college recruiting for playing playing a sport in college. So that was very different for them. So it was, it was definitely a very fast process. Um, you know, I'd sent out letters to a variety of schools. I sent out a lot to Division three, a lot to Division two, but I just, I really had my heart set on getting some type of scholarship. I, that was my, one of my main goals was to, to be able to accomplish that. Um, so I was sending out some letters to, to some division one schools, but it was a very small pool. Um, and I had noticed, you know, that at the time my club director and now my close friend who I coach with Chelsea Fioli, she, at the time when I was in high school was coaching for UMass Lowell. Uh, and so was my goalie coach, Carrie Dudley. Um, so I, I wanted nothing more than to, you know, apply and to reach out and see if I could get recruited for that school, but I didn't want to step on any toes just cause I knew they, um, you know, where my current coach is. And I just wasn't sure how that worked. And, you know, they came up to me one day and they're like, why the heck have you not reached out to UMass Lowell? And I was like, oh, okay. Like, all right, I'd love to. Yes. Like, I'm glad I have kind of like the go ahead. So um, I was fortunate enough that 
it all worked out. Um, I'm a huge homebody. So for me, I essentially went to the closest school to my house that offered, you know, my major, which was English literature, as well as division one field hockey, which was really the dream. So um, and I'm 25 minutes away, all back roads to my my old house in Wyndham. So um, that side of things really worked out. And I got to so fortunately get to work with my goalie coach, um, who I had for four years in high school. And then she continued with me for three years at UMass Lowell. So it's a really, um, a really special time with her and, and just a really cool process. That's fantastic. And it's so funny that, you know, I was 25 minutes in the opposite direction uh, yep. from Lowell as you. And it was, it's, it, it was right in that sweet spot where I was like, all right, I'm going to run home. I, you know, I forgot, I forgot something at home or, you know, but it's not close enough where my mom is in my backyard saying, Hey, let's grab dinner. Exactly. It's perfect. Not that that's a bad thing. I love you, mom. But <laughs> um, so you, you get to Lowell and there's two other goalkeepers there. Yep. Goalkeeping. It's, it's such a unique position for so many reasons, but, but one of the reasons being you're all competing against each other for that starting spot. But at the same yeah. time, you're rooting for whoever's playing well to continue right. doing well because you want the team to win. What was that first like? What was that first year like for you individually? Yeah, it was such a strange, interesting um, situation. Just because so it was it was me. I was a freshman at the time. Um, I had another classmate who was also a freshman who was a goalkeeper, and then we had a sophomore goalkeeper. So it wasn't kind of like the situation where you know you have this like senior upperclassman. Uh, goalkeeper in this brand new stinking goalie who was coming in probably going to get a little bit of um, you know experience get a lot of practice time in maybe wouldn't see minutes and then maybe fill in that position once the senior goalkeeper had left so um, it was definitely a really competitive year Um, I absolutely love those girls uh, and the three of us got along really well which I think is really important because it can be hard Um, you're you're essentially competing against one like between one another, which is hard, um, although you are teammates. So it's such a weird um, balance that you have to strike and such a strange dynamic to, you know, I want to play, you know, that's why I came here. Like, I love the sport. I want to play. I want to be a part of the team in this way. Um, but I also want to respect my teammates and, and know that, you know, if I don't end up playing that, um, you know, they have my support and I'm here and I'm a, I'm a supportive teammate. So it was a very interesting year. Um, I would say personally, I, I sacrificed a lot of different things. Um, I made field hockey, not that they didn't, but I made field hockey a number one priority. Um, you know, I didn't have as much of a social life as maybe I should have um, in that year, but it's, it's really just everything that I wanted. So I, I, I worked for it as hard as I could. So um, freshman year was definitely one of my, my highlight career um, moments. I snagged defensive player of the week, uh, week a couple of times. Um, I made all rookie team for America East. So we had some, some really awesome highlights from that year. But again, it was our second year, I think being in division one. And I mean, Carter, you know, those, those building block years are, are pretty tough. So. Yeah, it's, it's that first year and, and mixing it with, being you know being a goalkeeper and you know competing against your right. your your teammates it's such a fragile dynamic as well mm-hmm. you know it's it's something that could be so easily broken with with you know one one bad attitude or one person who who doesn't care uh you know how well right. uh your your goalkeeping partners are doing or 
it's you know they're they're focusing on their own development rather than trying to develop you know all you know three or four of you depending on how many you carry right exactly but you know i want to i want to back up actually a little bit and just ask what that adjustment was like from high school to college in terms of you know you know pace and the shots getting even harder because i mean you know i worked a few of your games up close and and those shots are just being absolutely ripped and it's oh my god it's terrifying from an outside perspective i will never forget like there are so many portions of my college career that are just sort of a blur and they all just mix in with one another not because of concussions not because of concussions thank god absolutely zero concussions i had a great mouth guard we're all set there but beginning of my freshman year was so unbelievably hard and we kind of joke around with our head coach shannon levichuk who's um uh, we have a great relationship now as as you know she was my my previous coach um we joke that each year she gets a little bit softer on the team. Uh, so looking back on my senior year, like senior year was pretty great. And then freshman year, she just like, she just went to town um, on, on us, but it, it was all for, you know, our, um, you know, to benefit us and to, to help us grow. But we always joke around that she was, she was definitely the toughest on us our freshman year. So we, my first collegiate game, it wasn't technically a game, it was a scrimmage, but my first game ever um, playing in net for the Riverhawks was against Boston College, uh, which is a top ACC team. So we were out of our conference, we were in Boston, um, and I just got pelted. I got eaten alive. I think we lost maybe like 7-1, um, and it just, like it was just getting stuffed down my throat, and I literally remember just looking up at the clock and being like, how much time is left? How much time is left? But at the same time, it took away all my nerves because like I had no space to be nervous. I just had to like react, react, react. So that was one moment you kind of just realized, okay, like you are not in high school anymore. This is actually, this is, this is going to be a challenge and it's going to be hard, but um, it was definitely really, really fun. Yeah. And we talked a little bit beforehand and you, you mentioned how your sophomore year was kind of a struggle for you. You know, you, you lost 12 games in a row. Some games you're just getting lit up. What was that season like for you, uh, you know, mentally, especially, you know, juxtaposed to how your freshman season went? Yeah, 100%. Um, we began the season off, actually, my sophomore year, pretty – we were in a pretty good spot. We had won, like, I think we were 5-1 and one at the beginning of the season, um, which is the best that we had done in the last couple of years. So we were just, like, riding this high. Um, and then we kind of got brought back down to reality. We lost 12 games in a row. Um, the majority of them were by like one or two goals. So we knew that we were growing as a program, but it was hard. Um, I'll never forget. And again, my coaches were so good to me. They were, they were tough on me. They pushed me in the way that I needed to be pushed, but they also kind of, you know, they, they really value sort of that mental aspect of it. So they would, um, you know, routinely, you know, have me come in and we would just kind of talk about the games and kind of decompress a little bit so that I could, I could really just kind of open up about it and we could, you know, see how we can be successful from, from that game onto the next one. Uh, but I'll never forget one time they did pull me in and we had lost uh, both games that weekend. So Friday we played uh, UNH uh, we lost six, nothing. And then the following Sunday or, you know, the next couple of days on Sunday, we played Providence and we lost six to three. So I'm sitting in their office Monday morning on our day off and 
they just look at me and they go, so Kels, 12 goals in two games. And I was like, well, when you put it that way, that sounds pretty <laughs> bad. Like that. Wow. Like I can't believe when that. you put I'm the so numbers sorry. in my face, it doesn't, you know, if you, if you hide the numbers, it's not that bad. Yeah. And I was like, wow, when you combine them like that, you do the math, that's really terrible. So um, just being part of a program that was just, you know, we were, we were trying to build and we were, you know, facing a lot of really tough competition, especially in America East, America East, has been and continues to be a pretty competitive conference in my opinion. Um, so those, those sides of it were really difficult. I remember just like being on the bus at times, you know, if we went to like UNH or we went to Albany or UVM or wherever, uh, I remember, you know, sitting on the ride back and just being so, so upset about, you know, certain losses and certain goals. And I think as a goalie, like it's just so hard to shake it. Um, I think as a field player, I mean, not that I know too much because I've not been a field player in field hockey, but sometimes it's easy to, you know, say that it's sort of a joint effort. You know, if a corner fails or if a defensive corner fails or whatever it is, it's really a joint effort. But I think as a goalie, we tend to just load the blame on ourselves because you know that it was it was you like they have to score in order to win. So I think we just put such high expectations on ourselves. And I think that's kind of where like the mental aspect of it really stems from. What's your, what do you have, you know, more than one or do you have one specific way that you deal with losses like those? Cause I know everyone handles them differently. Yeah, no, honestly, I, I find it pretty helpful just being able to talk to people. Um, and I think that's honestly where a goalie coach is so important. It's not even about, you know, teaching them skills or helping them out in practice or like adjusting their form or whatever it is having a goalie coach, someone who knows the position to explain to you, listen, like that was a terrible goal. And this is what you did wrong. Why did you do this? Versus like, listen, you don't need to be upset about that goal. That is like a high level elite goal. Brush that one off. So I think for me personally, it was, constantly having that goalie coach who had the knowledge of the position to be like hey it's okay and then as soon as you hear those words you're like okay let's move on on to the next one it's it's so it's so important to you know a lot of people think you know for when you get to college when you're in high school you know college is the goal and then you get to college and you think your development is done because you got you know you achieved your goal and right that development doesn't stop because that development carries over into, you know, whether you want to be a professional goalkeeper in your, or into just your professional life. But that's, that's, that's just so important. And I, I, I wish I had that in, in college. I had a, a multitude of, of part-time goalkeeper coaches because right. we had, you know, for, for soccer in the NCAA, you can only have two paid assistants in, in our program in particular, just didn't have a goalkeeper coach. We had two, right. you know, he helped they they helped the head coach and that was the way that that worked and we got by but it would have been nice but right i'm you know i'm, I'm not bitter against it I, I i wouldn't trade any of my experiences for anything yeah. but i want to jump ahead a little bit to your senior season where you weren't actually playing a whole lot and if i'm remembering correctly it's because you had been beaten to the starting spot by a freshman yeah so when i was a senior um my good friend ava burkout was a sophomore so this is my second year with her um we had split time a little bit my junior year and then when it got to my senior year um she was playing the majority of games which uh 
it was hard. It was really, really difficult. Um, cause I had always, you know, the coaches were always so clear in terms of what our roles were. Um, and I had always just identified myself as someone who I made an impact because I was playing. Um, and there are so many different ways to make an impact on the squad and on the team. Um, but for me, it had always been, I'm making the saves most of the time, you know, this is my role. So, it definitely was, it was difficult. Um, I, I wanted to play. I wanted to play so badly. It was something that I had sacrificed so much for, um, you know, and I'd, I'd worked so hard for, but Ava and I were absolutely such good friends and we continue to be good friends. She's, she's back home in the Netherlands now, so we don't get to talk as much as we used to. Um, but I, I admire her. Um, I, you know, she, she was awesome. Um, so we had a great relationship. It was definitely tough for a little bit. Um, but you know, we made it through and, um, luckily I got to play in our, our last regular season game, um, which ended up, we ended up winning in overtime against UVM. So it was a tournament, um, uh, a conference game, excuse me. Um, but we, at that point we had already qualified, so we were already in the tournament. So this would have just been like a really awesome win if we could, you know, just get another conference uh, conference game win. So we actually went into overtime. We ended up winning, I think, four to three. Um, and then I got defensive player of the week after that. So I couldn't have asked for, you know, a nicer little nicer little send off um, for my senior season. So definitely some highlights, um, some some not not so highlights, but. Um, you know, I loved my coaching staff. I loved my team. Um, and, and that's really, you know, the main thing that I pull out of my experience was it, it's as cheesy as it sounds like it's not the games, it's not the playing time, but I have so many incredible connections and relationships with the people I met in Lowell. Um, you know, and I have the program to thank for that. So. Oh, you know, I could talk for days about that exact same thing, but <laughs> right now, and you already talked about it, you, you've been coaching for the past couple of years. And, you know, before we talk about anything else, I want to ask, what are some of the biggest things or, or aspects that you've taken from your time as a player and implemented into your coaching? Yeah. So um, I currently coach, like I said before, for Northeast Elite. So um, I'm a goalie coach there. Um, and I'm also head coaching for the Dairy Field School, which is the school that I teach at. So I field hockey has not left my life. I'm still, it's still very much a part of my life, which um, I'm super pumped about. And, you know, for me personally, especially when I, when I train goalies in particular, um, there are a lot of things I regret from my time as a player and from my career. Um, one of them was not taking my fitness seriously. Um, you know, I tried in college, um, but I think it was, again, it's, it's that mental aspect of it that I felt like my window of time to actually improve was so small, um, you know, in between seasons and, and really working towards that. So my mental monster, uh, got the best of me, but I, I definitely always stress with them and I work with them on their fitness, on their conditioning, on their footwork, um, Cause I just feel like in the world of goalkeeping, not just with field hockey, but in so many other sports, like people don't take goalies seriously because sometimes goalies, sometimes not all the time, but sometimes goalies don't take themselves seriously. Um, sometimes we don't, you know, pay attention to our fitness. Sometimes we don't learn the game as much as we should. And that's another thing that I really stress with my goalies. Cause we have the tendency, you know, when the whole team comes in on a play or the drill stops and the whole team comes in and the coach is explaining things, we have the tendency as goalies to just sit back 
and really not do anything and kind of just be like, well, my job is to just save the ball. So that's all, that's all I really have to do. That's my only responsibility when it's not. So every single time we, you know, stop and kind of get the team together or we give players moments to, you know, be like, Hey, what, what's going well in this drill and what's not really going well. I always tell my goalies, you should always have something to say. Because not only are you showing that you're a leader, but you're showing that you know the game and people are going to respect you because of that. So um, I, I always say I'm in the business of changing the stereotype around goalies because I think we, we have a lot of potential as long as we use it. Yeah, I don't think I ever took my fitness seriously. And I, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure I regret it yet, but uh, you know, I'm, I might down the road sometime. But you already you kind of just touched on it, but you know, one of the whole, one of the reasons I started this podcast is because there's so many stigmas surrounding goalkeepers. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's and like I said, you already sort of touched on it there. But what are some, what are the, what are some of those other stereotypes that you know you want to change? Yeah, it really just stems from you know this again where I started this chubby little kid in middle school who just hadn't had athletic ability but just didn't take those kind of things seriously and. Um, you know, they're typically very uninvolved, just sit back in the cage, don't really do anything. Um, and it's just such a cool opportunity to have a really solid presence on the team. Um, and something that a lot of goalies don't take advantage of. So I, I, I think what really bothers me most that I'm hoping will change is sort of this like isolation aspect surrounding goalies. You know, I'm going to kind of show up, I'm going to warm up on my own. You know, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to stretch on my own. And then I'm just going to hop in goal. And it's, it's literally like a wall between you and between your team or between the field players. So I think for them, it's, it's really all about, you know, getting rid of that barrier. Um, and honestly, just the social aspect of it, just being able to actually reach out and, and communicate with these people who are part of your team. It's so important. It, it... It's it's so interesting that you bring that up. It's because it's something that I know I haven't thought about in terms of just being all right. Well, you know, field players have their warm up, goalkeepers have our warm up. We're just mm-hmm. going to do it. You know, we know we're individualistic people, so we're just going to be individualistic, and that doesn't really help the team. And you know, it might help your mental prep, but it's not going to help the team in the long term. So you need exactly. to be. You see everything. You communicate right. to everyone, so you right. need to be in sync with everyone. Right. And even just those little moments, like, and I love, you know, what we do now with the, uh, you know, certain drills and, and things that we do at, at club, but um, even in the moment, like if we have the forwards together and they're like putting shots or, or, or going to goal or whatever it is, um, reminding the goalies, like, tell them what they're doing wrong. You know why exactly they're not getting the ball in and you're saving it. Like communicate that, like tell them why they're not scoring because it's just going to make you better. They're going to put better quality shots on you and both of you are going to benefit from it. So it's just those little things like that, that, um, you know, I work on with my goalies. I hope other people do. Um, I'm actually running a, just because there are so few opportunities for field hockey goalies. It's always been a little dream of mine to run my own camp. So I'm actually holding an all goalkeeper uh, camp at Dairy Field this summer. Um, so we'll see what our numbers are like, but I'm excited to, um, you know, keep the ball rolling in this, in this realm. All right, you guys, you heard it here first. She is holding her own goalkeeper (laughs) camp. You guys can find her on Instagram when I put this up, but Kelsey, it's, it's been fantastic catching up with you and, and I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Carter. Guys, this has been another episode of Just for Keeps, the podcast all about goalkeepers. Thank you very much again for Kelsey Federico for joining us. I've been your host, Carter Hawkman. We will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Just for Keeps. 